when Joe Lewis, the Brown Bomber, the Dark Destroyer, the Alabama Assassin, faced heavyweight champion Primo the Ambling Alp Carnera in 1935, a riot-ready 1,500 police patrolmen, 300 detectives, 59 mounted police, and two emergency squads with tear gas were mobilized. We'd like to think such a show of force wouldn't be needed at a sporting event today, but a basketball game in Cleveland, Ohio, on December 2, 2010, suggests otherwise. The hate and anger were palpable in the Quicken Loans Arena when LeBron James first faced his former hometown team as a player with the Miami Heat. He began his career in Cleveland and became a superstar there, and this was his first season playing for a team that wasn't the Cavaliers. Extra security, plainclothes police, and special agents were in place. Fans who happened to be white could be seen lined up in one row wearing T-shirts whose letters spelled La Bum, and in another wearing shirts that spelled Betrayed. In another row, a fan held a sign that said, Witless. Punning the 110 by 212-foot Nike billboard located adjacent to the arena that read, We are all witnesses. Another T-shirt read, Victim. And one replicated The Lion King's Broadway poster, changing the play's title to The Lion King. Plastic cups replaced the beer bottles arena authorities feared might be used as projectiles. Of course, many players face anger, boos, and jeers when returning to their previous homes, especially if they were beloved. Brett Favre returning to Green Bay's Lambeau Field as a Viking, or Alex Rodriguez returning to Seattle as a Ranger. But the bottle ban and the coordination between law enforcement entities suggested an institutional response more reminiscent of riot prep than fan management. James's teammates all felt it. The negative energy of the space was tangible to Udonis Haslam, who was grateful that he was with his Miami brothers. Cavalier center Ryan Hollins recalled that everywhere James went, people were yelling for his head. They wanted a flagrant foul. They wanted us to physically harm him. Hollins's observation that this wasn't a sporting event, even the referees didn't know how to call it, was also evident in Chris Bosch's relief that the team was able to exit the arena safely. There was tension. That's the most I'll say. There was tension but we got out of there alive. Miami coach Eric Spolstra noted that the mood was unique, something he had never experienced before, a hostility so thick it could be cut with a knife. 